Hello and welcome to what is episode 109 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. My name is Matt and I'm taking over hosting duties for the first time ever while our beloved Jake uh, happens to be on a secret assignment in Tokyo. I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Brody. Hello. And Seamus. What up? How are we, guys? It's been a little while since you've been on the cast. Seamus, how you been? Yeah, good, good. Uh, busy with work um, and actually been playing a lot of games past couple of weeks, so yeah, I, it's, been, it's been really good. I hear you've been uh, dating several dads. I have, I have been. I have been enjoying the company of many dads in Dream Daddy Daddy Dating Simulator, um, which came out just a week or so ago now. I gotta say, that's it's certainly an interesting looking game. Like it's it's caused a bit of controversy among sort of conservative type gamers, but like it looks like a, quite an interesting game. Do you want to you know elaborate a bit more on it? I would I would be happy to. Man. <laughs> So, when I first started seeing it, I was like, this is interesting because, you know, we've seen lots of dating simulators, whether they're pigeons or anime schoolgirls. And so, when this came along, I was like, oh, cool. So, like a bit of variety to the genre. And when I first saw it, I was just like, oh, that's cool. That's there. I'm happy it's there for that specific audience. It's not really for me. But the more I kept hearing about it, I was just like, man, this actually sounds really interesting. I just want to try it and see what it's like. And... It's <coughs> It definitely has its flaws. There are a number of bugs, and some of the writing is a bit iffy, but for the most part, it's just really funny. And the characters are... The, the dads, the very, very hunky dads, are a lot of fun to get to know. It sounds... Yeah, it sounds really interesting. So, you know, hopefully I... You know, get to get a chance to play it myself and I don't end up adding it to the backlog of games I already have. So, yeah. Uh, and Brody, how about yourself? Have you been dating dads as well? I have been dating some dads, but uh, I've also been playing some games. So, um, the dating dads is unrelated. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I haven't really been doing a lot with my time. Just, you know. I've been playing a game called Pyre, which I'm sure me and Seamus are going to want to talk about at some stage. Yes. I'm sure we can fit it in here somewhere, but, but uh, do explain more. Um, I don't know if I'm the one that's well-equipped to uh, sort of explain it. Seamus has already finished and he's played a lot more than I have. But um, from what I've gathered so far, it's like part, uh, like sort of tabletop D&D campaign sort of thing, like real high fantasy lore mixed with like almost like a sports game. Like it's essentially like, mm, I'd call it like NBA Jam meets... Uh, like, I don't know if you would have played any of Supergiant's back catalogue, but they had a game called Transistor, where the, um, the combat was very turn-based and isometric and sort of stuff, and it's, it has a little bit of that, and a lot of, like, real arcade NBA Jam sort of style sports throw the orb into their goal sort of thing. Um, I'm not selling it too well, but it's a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> no, but, as as a as a general gamer, I'm seriously interested. In yeah, this. but I mean, it's it's really different. That, that's one thing I've always enjoyed about Supergiant. Like they do things that are really different. Like with every game they've brought out so far. So um, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's good. Yeah, it sounds sounds like a really entertaining game. Uh, I was going to say you haven't borrowed your housemate's Switch to play a bit of Splatoon or anything, have you? No. No, he actually took it no. back. He actually took it back the other day <laughs> oh, no. because... Oh, that's upsetting. Yeah, no, he's, um, he's playing a bit of uh, Lego City Undercover. He's having a bit of fun with that, so... I've been... I've been Personally, I've been hitting up all the, you know, Splatoon, getting on about, you know, once a night 
uh, you know, doing a couple of rounds of turf war, uh, starting getting into ranked matches. Seamus, you've been playing it too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I've I got it the day it came out. I've been doing the same, just like a couple of rounds or so before bed. It's just like it's such a simple mechanic in the game but it's just like it's just really fun yeah and it's it's, it's, just, it's a good game to just hit up if you want to you know have a bit of stress relief and you know cause a bit of mischief i think and, and just paint i'm i'm the type of guy as well that like i'm such a stickler that everything has to be covered it can't just be mostly it just has to be everything so i'll stay back with the roller at the base and cover everything for like a minute and a half and then they'll move on and actually start fighting people yeah yeah, I, it's so it's so strangely satisfying. I, I find I find myself, you know, being being the um, the carrier of the team by you know, spreading as much paint as possible. So mm. yeah, uh, but uh, speaking of uh, you know supporting and and team members and etc. This is going to be a really terrible segue. Uh, <laughs> it's been announced recently that uh, Australia is getting a Gamer House reality show. The uh, The next Gamer is basically Big Brother for aspiring esports players, where they take 40 contest- contestants uh, who battle it out over five days to win a spot in the house, and then 10 out of the 40 will be joining the house in Sydney, where we'll get to see them performing daily challenges in order to become the next Big Gamer. Uh, Brody, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, phew, you know, uh, sounds, <laughs> sounds good, I guess. Would you, would you challenge your housemate for a spot in the house? No, no, probably not. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, they had a show like this recently, didn't they? Not, not like in a house, but they always have these sort of like perform I feel like really in the past weak challenges. They, I feel like in the past couple of years they did have an ultimate gamer reality show that was a, a US-based one or something. Yeah. And, uh, they, and I think it only went through one season or something. And they'd, so. they'd, they'd like, funny, funny play enough, different sport, yeah. like, they'd play different genres of games and all this sort of stuff, and, like, people would have yeah. their strengths. And Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, what 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 is it to become the next gamer? Like, what do, it, they, what it, do they get out of it, really? It, yeah, I, th- I think, like, it should be noted because it's a... It's basically trying to build a professional league of legends team so i'd say it focuses you know highly on league of legends rather than you know a series of games but i mean i guess we'll you know we'll find out and see what happens in the future what about you seamus are you a big league of legends player i used to play it back in the day like in 2012-13 uh just because i had so many friends really into it uh i I'm just interested to see how they're going to shoot this, because particularly if it's just focused on League of Legends, like, at least in other reality TV shows, they're either, like, building something, and you can, like, see the progress, like, physically happening, or if they're cooking, you know, you see the actual meal be cooked, but when you're playing League of Legends, you know, it's just sort of the same thing over and over, and it's kind of hard to really show that increased skill level... I think it would be in a TV show, so I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be, like, obviously they must have, like, other weird challenges as well, which won't be linked to the actual skill of the game in any way, shape, or form, probably. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's gonna be really weird, and I think, like, to be a professional esports player, you have to be really good, like, you have to practice just, like, thousands and thousands of hours, so if they just pick, like, random people, even if they get to the final, they'll probably get trounced, but who knows? I guess we'll just have to wait and see do you do you think that because uh, i obviously i've like i've n- never played league of legends don't crucify me um but uh it's it's a team team-based kind of game isn't it yeah yeah do you think that it'll focus a lot on you know building a team both within the game and and within the house trying to establish a rapport hopefully like i guess the best outcome would be and 
we do mention it in the article that it's going to be about like learning about the mental toughness and teamwork required and whether it will really go into that because that's that is a really important aspect in esports and in most where you have a team you know you're spending eight hours a day training with people living in the same house that you have to be really close with them know them really really well you go gymming together you eat together and so like it'd be cool if they do that well and show like how much really goes into esports like it could actually be really cool for showing the mainstream like what esports really is yeah yeah i I agree i mean like we're on the verge here of you know big things happening in the esports world i mean you know like not a you know only a couple of podcasts ago we discussed uh uh, AFL teams beginning to look into purchasing esports teams. I think the Adelaide Crows ended up purchasing an esports team. Yeah, and, they did. Legacy. Yeah, yeah and uh, you know more and more esports are you know getting wider broadcast and everything. Add to that, like League of Legends already has a massive fan base as it is. I think like it could be an interesting experiment, but uh, I guess we'll see how we go. You know whether or not it's broadcast on free to air or whether it's a you know like a Twitch stream kind of based thing. You know. Like if you have around the clock viewing ability for this, you know, this particular gaming house, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll see how it, how it turns out. Maybe um, you'll be on Foxtel because everyone has that because everyone's watching Game of Thrones, right? So everyone must have Foxtel. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like with the, <laughs> with streaming services as well, like you've got such wide access to these kind of programs that uh, I guess, you know, uh, it's, it's easily accessible for everyone to, to kind of watch whenever they want so the question is though are they going to go the full big brother experience and have a uh, next game up late i was thinking (laughs) after dark i don't know does does that does that create a conflict of interest i mean does that then turn into like a cam girl situation or something you know oh this is true league of legends by day cam girl by night so yeah well that's the best case scenario the the worst case is that uh (laughs) just a bunch of sweaty dudes that's, just um, playing league and sleeping, yeah. and yeah, play, they'll, they'll just yeah. they'll just be still playing league, really. I think I think yeah. with those kind of shows, I think they'd also kind of want diversity. You know, like diversity is a big thing, so they're not just gonna, you know, go out and pick the best people that sit on their computers twenty four seven. They're gonna want people who are gonna, you know, get viewers in and and watch the show as well. I mean, you watch things yeah. like, uh, you know, Master Chef and and. Uh, the block and everything and it's always a mix of people it's never just like you know the the hundred percent attractive people or the you know unlike press attractive people so yeah you know not not trying to be judgmental but <laughs> you know for sure no you're right uh, you're right yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah speaking of television shows uh you know, those of you born in the 90s and growing up with 90s TV, you might want to sit down for a second because this you know, might give you head spins. Cheese TV is making a comeback. Jade and Ryan are back. They'll be hosting a brand new show on Twitch every week playing retro games that they used to, that they used to play live. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be a, a couple of hours every week. Fellas, uh, I don't know about you. Like, I grew up with the cheese, you know, the cheese TV boys. Um, it was something that I'd wake up to every morning excited to watch. Uh, there's often, there was often days where I'd wake up way too early and end up having to watch uh, Aerobics Oz Style, which uh, was, you know, as I grew up, <laughs> it was highlight. like, you know, as I grew up, it was like, oh, okay, maybe I should pay attention to this show. But as a kid, I was like, nah, get it off and get my cartoons on. <laughs> it's, it's bloody um, sacred, mate. It's sacred. <laughs> <laughs> but 
uh, yeah, like Cheese TV is a big institution for especially like 90s kids, uh, but even the later the later ones, you know, who kind of would have seen the clips and everything. Um, you know, how excited for we are this? Like, Seamus, I know you're like probably the youngest on this cast. Uh, did you grow up with the Cheeseoids? I remember it was on, but I never really watched it. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. I yeah, and but I understand how important it was for people, uh, like around our age group, because it was just one of those shows that was on every morning. And what was like? What were some of the core pillars of it? Because I I I I've, I know the Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z pretty much. Do. Oh, yeah, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Basically, if you name, like, some kind of 90s pop culture show, that's where it airs. This is what I wonder, though, because it's going to lose a lot of its luster not having any of those kids' shows to broadcast. Like, what are they going to do? They're just going to play games. Like, that's not the cheese TV we we, we grew up with. (laughs) Yeah, but at the same time, it's like it's the same guys. I mean, like half the time, you yes, you what you'd watch it in the mornings to to you know get ready for school or you know if you're old enough work or you know whatever. But I think that like the hosts made the show. Like there's some days where if the hosts went on there, you'd watch the cartoons, but you'd feel that little bit empty inside that you didn't see. You know these two guys on your on your TV that were kind of your best mates introducing you know TV shows. So yeah. Yeah, I see your point. Yeah, I, I think I, th- know, I don't know if I'm not mis- Did their first episode air on Sunday, or was is it the uh, or is it the coming Sunday? I think it's this coming Sunday. I'm I'm not actually too sure. That probably you know would be good if I <laughs> if I knew the details. <laughs> sorry, 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 Let's assume, sorry, sorry to uh, put you on the spot. <laughs> if it's if it's come back, then uh, by all means, guys, I'm I'm so sorry. I missed your first show, and I'm I'm really cut. And you know, I shouldn't call my ni- myself a '90s kid. Some cheeseoid you are. <laughs> uh, it is uh, set to stream every Sunday night at 7pm uh, I don't see a date in our article though no nah, I don't think there was a date in the uh, in the news dot com uh, well, uh, article the, the, um, the article came out on the, on the 29th so I'd say it's probably this this coming weekend that it'll start uh, by the looks of it yeah possibly cheese on yeah uh, anyway you uh, Follow it on uh, Twitch TV. Uh, Cheese on Twitch uh, is the link. So for those of you uh, playing at home, uh, Cheese on Twitch is the Twitch stream that comes up every Sunday. And that's C H E E Z, not yes. not uh, your typical cheese, like your no. your bigger and your. Um, yeah, uh, and they'll be doing the mailbag, and they'll give you know do giveaways and stuff like that. So I'm I'm sure you know the nostalgia the nostalgia train is massive. Like you know everyone everyone who used to watch the Cheeseoids, I'm sure is gonna you know jump on board even without the cartoons because the the guys just had charisma. You know they they for for who they were they were you know just like a bunch they were a bunch of kids themselves when they were hosting the show. So I'm sure the charisma will just ooze back through and. You know, it'll be a trip down memory lane. So well, there's, there's a certain bit of romance to it too that they've stayed mates this whole time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, how how many of us can say we've had you know mates for twelve years or something? <laughs> friend, friendships that have lasted for the same amount of time. So. Yeah, true. Uh, sorry, I'm bringing the bringing the chat down. So. Uh, Speaking of trips down memory lane uh, and the nostalgia that is Crash Bandicoot, uh, news has broken that uh, 
Screenshots from a Crash Bandicoot on the Xbox have leaked. Uh, one of the designers from the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy has released footage showing the game with Xbox controls, prompting people to believe that an announcement for an Xbox version is imminent. Now, uh, Brody, I know you're a big Xbox fan. I'm trying to convince you to join the PlayStation side. I, I have come over recently. I have come over. Yeah. But, uh, you know, are you are you excited for this kind of thing? Um, well, if it is true, I mean, um, that still remains to be seen. A lot of people are on the, the train of thought that this, they could be playing it on a PC with just like, you know dev tools and all that sort of stuff and using just a controller as they do but um i suppose having the ui in place kind of lets your imagination turn to the fact that it probably is coming to xbox and i think we've assumed it all along that it probably would there'd just be like a timed exclusivity for sony or something like that but um well i think yeah like uh back back when you know it was announced uh it was you know it was thought that it was going to be exclusive, and then we got that uh, that tweet from PlayStation Island that suggested it was exclusive, but then it also it, yeah. you know, disappeared not long after. Yeah, true. Um, so I guess, like you know, if you if you look at it, like the game the game's already sold immensely. I mean, it it was still ble- beating Splatoon two. Uh, you know, weeks after its launch, yeah, it's, it's um, crushing it. You know, and it sold a lot of copies on the PS4. It'll, it'll be good for um, Xbox users that uh, don't own both to finally be able to sort of get a chance to uh, play it if they didn't get to play it in their younger years or whatever. Um, and obviously, it'll, it'll yeah. and obviously it'll do good for Activision to sell, you know, say ten more copies for the people that bought Xbox Ones. Um, yeah, shame. <laughs> but uh, I was, I was yeah. Gonna... <laughs> sorry, go on. Um, yeah, no, uh, Seamus, you know, like, uh, you know, a lot of games we've we've always thought, you know, would go multi-platform, but then, you know, depending on developers, have ended up either, you know, exclusive or, or whatever. Do you think that this, uh, you know, multi-platform would be the way to go for this kind of game? Like, it had its time as an exclusive back in the day, and I enjoyed it then. And that's the thing, like, uh, I do really, I think it's a great series. I have very... Fr- many fun memories of it even though if it's like frustratingly hard a lot of the time um but i i just want at the end of the day i just want more people to play it and the thing is activision own it and so they can do whatever they want with it they can release it on wherever platform and you know there has been lots of rumors um about it like the island playstation tweet and it's just them never specifically saying absolute exclusives so it's always been sort of up in the air and it depends on what deal they have with Sony. It's probably just a time thing, and Sony paid for that. But I'd just be happy that more people get to play it. Like, how cool will this be if it went to the Switch eventually, and people can just play it on the go and share it with more and more people? Like at the end of the day, like that's the best thing that people get to experience the game more. Yeah, I think I think you've got a good point there. I mean, like I I personally sometimes I play my Switch and then I'll go back to Crash on on the PS4, and I kind of think that it would be the kind of perfect game to fit in on the Switch. Uh, you know, it's because the Switch being portable, of course, you know, you can take it everywhere. But, you know, having the ability to play Crash, you know, around the house without being sort of tied up to a, a console takes that nostalgia factor further. Uh, you know, like the original Crash, of course, the only experience you ever really got was uh, when it kind of... Did it get released? It didn't really get released on anything else, did it? Um, 
Not the original games, I don't think. The, no. The, no, it was no. only the future. It was only the future titles that ended up, you know, going portable. So I think, yeah, no, uh, having having the ability to to go multiplat would you know would would benefit it because like anyone who hasn't bought a PS4 by now, which you know, God forbid, are there actually anyone? Is there actually anyone out there who hasn't purchased a PS4? I think by they now? hit. I, I think they hit sixty three million. Close to con- conquering the world, they're getting there. Yeah, uh, like yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to overtake the PS2 for consoles sold. You know, by the by the end of its run. Um, but yeah, for those who you know, for the diehards who who don't want to purchase a PS4. You know, especially for one game. I mean, like, I know that it's been selling, uh, it's been selling, you know, PS4s, basically. Um, yeah, just bonkers sales. Like, it was the highest selling Crash game um, in the UK in the first week. And it's outsold even Splatoon in the second week when Splatoon launched. So, and to be fair, there's a lot more PlayStation 4s in out in the wild so that's a good reason why but yeah it's been selling just crazy amounts yeah um you know the fact yeah the fact that it's sold consoles i mean it could i don't don't see it having the same effect for xbox or or the switch but i think it could boost uh you know those those um consoles by releasing on them um but at the same time yeah like yeah for those for those who don't particularly want to buy um, a PS4 to play Crash, um, unless it comes to PC, then you know I think I think it's a good thing. Um, plus, the more sales that they get, the more likely they are to you know release sequels for games. Of course, like um, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm hanging for a Crash Team Racing reboot. Or, oh man, you know yes. a Crash, oh, Crash Bash or something. Bash. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, you know the the rest of the sequels. You know I don't really care about. Um, I I didn't really like uh, the Wrath of Cortex on the PS2. I don't know if you guys played that one. Was that the one where you like you played with them together? You had to solve puzzles with them together. No, or, that was, or, that, was that, that was Twin Sanity. Ah, right. Twin Sanity. Twin Sanity is where they started to get a little silly. Um, <laughs> Ra- Wrath of Cortex was the one on the PS2, which I don't think it was made by Naughty Dog, uh, but they no. tried to they tried to do you know, uh, old school crash and it was okay, but it just didn't feel right. Um, so yeah, but no, it would be so good to see, you know, uh, crash bash and crash team racing. Uh, and then who knows, like, I mean, with Activision still owning the IPs for other things, maybe, you know, there might be enough of a, a call out to remaster the original Spyro trilogy. I mean, you know, would you guys be interested in that if they got remastered? Brady? Oh, well, I never played Spyro, just as I'd never really played, no. just as I'd never really played Crash, so, and I've, play, I've, I've played Crash now and I enjoyed it, so why, why not try Spyro, you know? I think, I think I've got more rose-tinted glasses because I grew up with those kind of games. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, uh, I've explained this, I didn't have a PlayStation, I was a Nintendo 64 kid. <laughs> That's all I had. Ex- you Xbox fanatic. I pretty much went from Commodore 64 to Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64. I just I just never had the Sony side until like you know maybe late PlayStation 2. Oh wow. Yeah. That's that's a whole lot of gaming that you've missed. I have. I have. You should you should uh, hit up some retro forums and see what you can see if you can buy some retro consoles. Maybe go down the market or something. <laughs> go, go down to cash converters. Uh Speaking, speaking of, uh, you know, super popular titles such as Crash, uh, Overwatch. These segues, Overwatch you're killing is, it now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, get, I'm getting the hang of it. Not, not quite. Um, they're terrible, and I'm never, probably never going to host again after this cast. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Overwatch. Uh, yeah, with Overwatch, Blizzard has, tena- has announced uh, that the Overwatch Summer Games are back with our very own Sydney, Australia, getting a map in Lucio Ball. Lucio Ball? Is that how we pronounce it? Uh, Lucio Ball. Lucio Ball. Lucio Ball. I might throw to you, uh, you first, Seamus, because uh, I personally, uh, like, I've looked at Overwatch and I've considered getting it, but I've never taken the dive. So I'm a bit out of my element here talking about it. Uh, you know, if, if I, you know, what, what is Lucio Ball all about? Uh, I actually missed it the first time it was around last year when the event was actually on. But like, I, I play Overwatch. I've played it since day one. I've been addicted to it. Addicted to it. Since then, sunk hundreds of hours into it. It's a great game. I have I I have had a lot of fun with it. And the events are a really good way of mixing it up. Uh, at Lucio Bowl was pretty much you just play as Lucio and the teams of Lucio going up against each other, trying to. It's it's kind of like similar uh, type of arena and goals to Rocket League and the bowl as well. But the arena's a bit smaller, so you don't have to run nearly as far. And yeah, you just Lucio's trying to hit a ball into a goal. And uh, like, because I missed it last year, I'm kind of keen to check it out. But with most of the events, it's kind of just fun to play a couple rounds of. For me personally, I know I have a lot of friends who get into a lot more. It's more of a distraction for a bit. But the core game is so much fun. Like, I don't even really need the distractions, but it, it is a good way to mix it up. Everything you just said went straight over my head. I have no <laughs> idea what, but it sounds it sounds interesting. I mean, you mentioned Rocket League, and I love Rocket League, so you know. Yeah, Matt, I know that, Matt. I know how to appeal <laughs> to you, Matt. Uh, uh, Brody, you know, how about yourself? Has Overwatch been something that uh, you've you've gotten into, or has it has the uh, the craze kind of passed you? Uh, I played it very early days, like before um before people developed like strategies for it and stuff like that, and then probably like two weeks after i was just getting like mowed down like i'm i'm not the sort of player that plays with the same squad like every every night and all that sort of stuff so i was just sort of getting matched with randoms and we'd always just get wiped and i lost interest very quickly after that but um you you kind of had had you have me at rocket league now so (laughs) i'm i might uh you know put it in and let the xbox update and See what Lucio Ball is all about. There will be a couple updates, I can assure oh, you. Oh, that'll probably be that, that'll probably be good for about eighty gig. Yeah, one, I'm, one I'm, of them. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the article. Like, I'm I'm seriously considering picking up Overwatch. I've always considered picking up Overwatch. I guess, uh, like Splatoon, kind of filled that gap for me for that sort of you know fun, upbeat. Uh, you know, multiplayer online game that, you know, you're looking for every now and then you kind of get a craving to play a particular game. Uh, and, you know, Splatoon filled that gap, but, uh, you know, Overwatch has already always kind of held that, you know, that interesting look of, oh, you know, you could jump in any time, just go play whenever you want and everything. But, uh, you know, I think after a while when the craze kind of goes past you, you look at it and you go, everyone's got like a squad or, you know, they've they've built a team around what they're doing and I just want to get in and have fun. I don't really want to be bogged down by semantics and everything. So I think that's why it's kind of gone past me. But, uh, re- you know, just going through the article. So uh, Lucio, Lucio Ball, did I say that right again? Yes, that's okay. correct. <laughs> Lucio Ball will introduce Sydney, Australia as a new map environment. Matches will rotate between Sydney and Rio stadiums. Uh, several changes have been made to the Lucio's abilities in Lucio Ball. The ability to boop enemy players has been removed. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. What is so that's to boop someone is to use a certain ability of Lucio's to push them away, and often you boop them off of like a map to kill them. 
Um, I don't know if you could do that in Lucia Vault, so maybe they've just changed it so you can't boop them away from you. You have to use more skill in how you move the ball, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. It's still going way over my head, so... <laughs> You're just going to jump in, Matt. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I can understand Brody's point of view with, like, not having a squad and stuff, but most of the time I just play online by myself and... I, know, I, I love first-person shooters, so I always have a good time, but Overwatch is one of those things where if, like, even if your reactions aren't that great and you can't play, like, a McCree or a Hanzo, you can play, like, a support, and I have heaps of fun playing support because they've just um, developed it and designed it really well so all the characters are fun, and even if you're, like, not very good at games, I feel like it's something you can just jump into and have a bit of fun. It sounds it sounds it sounds like interesting, but again, like you know, we'll we'll see we'll see how we go. We'll see we'll see how we go. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you guys come play with me, then you know, Ooh. I'll just drag your team down and and <laughs> you know make you guys look terrible. So yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of you know being terrible at games, um, no, actually that's a terrible segue. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of terrible segues and terrible games, uh, how do how what are we what are our thoughts on uh, limited edition consoles and controls? Uh, just, just off the, just off the top of the. Off, if you're going where I think you're going uh, with the Destiny one, that Destiny controller is well dog thanks ugly. Thanks for spoiling. Thanks for spoiling my intro, because <laughs> I was going to say a Destiny two DualShock is on the way, but it's kind of weird looking. Uh, PlayStation, PlayStation, not PlayStation, uh, has announced that a limited edition Destiny 2 DualShock is coming to Australia, releasing in spring 2017. The DualShock features a customised touchpad with the game's logo, as well as the iconic character class insignia in that epic Destiny gold. Uh, I gotta say, I saw the images and it kind of looks like someone's just photoshopped a bunch of logos onto a, a DualShock 4. Uh, Brody, what do you like? You you seem to have some pretty heavy thoughts even before I introduce the article. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to keep going on that? Or? Yeah. Look, if anyone that's listened to this podcast in the last you know six weeks or whatever that I've been on it, you'll know that I am pretty passionate about Destiny. I love my Destiny, and this controller is just gaudy. It's not subtle. It's just tacky. It's over the top. <laughs> And whoever designed it should be ashamed of themselves. Now, brutal. That's some yeah, some pretty <laughs> brutal words there. Oh, it's just um, ugly. Like if it had it just been, for example, just a nice white controller with just the gold insignia in like the right handle, without all the logos, they may as well have written Activision straight across it. Like <laughs> well, you never know. We haven't seen the back. Of yeah, the back it probably of the does. Have Activision so it's probably there. So, but um, yeah. If it had been like just way more subtle, it would have. I would have bought one, but I'm not going within ten yards of the thing now. How about? See, I think I think still most Destiny players would just be a, like, why not? I like I can't wish it was just the Destiny two, even just on the touchpad, and that would have looked kind of nice, or it had like gold edges or linings to the controller something like that yeah like it is way too out there but i still feel like so many destiny players will just pick it up cause uh, probably and so, some other companies doing a bunch of um is it razor that are doing a bunch of destiny uh like uh, accessories and stuff like that like headphones and stuff I, like I, that i haven't seen any but do they look any better than this uh so i can't i can't really remember off the top of my head what they look like but um they have to surely they have to look better <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I I gotta say that uh, it's it's probably not one of the best uh, controller designs I've ever seen. Um, you know, you just you just look at it, and I mean, even you know what you were saying with the the insignia the insignia insignia 
I'll speak English in a moment. Uh, the insignia, uh, you know, you could have even put that in the centre of the touchpad and, and, you know, of course, people would have called it out, be like, oh, all you did was add a custom touchpad. But, uh, yeah, it, it does look a little over the top. I mean, like, it's, you know, Sony Sony's had finer... Uh, finer looking special edition controls and consoles before and I think this is just a bit of a cop out so for sure and like yeah. compare it to um, I don't know I didn't actually read the story about it but the um, someone posted the day before or something about a God of War controller and like I don't oh, yeah. I assume yeah. that was just a custom job I didn't actually read into it I don't know if yeah, it's, it was yeah, yeah it was. but something like that like that just looks so much better like with the leather pouch over the uh, over the touchpad and stuff, and granted, it looks bulky and like pretty. It, it looks like it'd be so impractical to use, but <laughs> at least it looks. Cool. At least that's fan service done right. Well, like, I mean, if you go if you go back to you know the PS the PS3 had uh, you know several custom controllers. And speaking of the God of War one, they had a God of War controller, but it was the it was the gold DualShock Three with uh, like Kratos's red. Uh, markings all over it, so it looks like you know him, but as a as a control. Oh yeah, uh, and and it looked really good. I mean, yeah, like Sony Sony's done some really good ones recently. I mean, even the even the Star Wars one where it had the different colored Jewel Shocks, uh, you know, analog sticks. Um, the Uncharted one uh, was really good, but uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm really I'm really not sold on this kind of control, especially if it's like marked up over the standard controls. So mm. yeah, no. At the end of not- the day, the Destiny one is something designed for marketing. Like that's for marketing, whereas the God of War one is designed for like passionate gamers that love love the games they play and want to celebrate that by having something unique. Whereas yeah, Destiny's is just you know made to appease. Sick people who like logos yeah chuck on some logos and off you go yeah 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 i yeah if it'd been a lot more subtle like i um i have a couple like uh unique controllers but even like my xbox one controller that i got launched that has that says like xbox one launch on it yeah day uh, one like it's, it's day one yeah it's just like it's subtle but it's like has that much meaning behind it i guess that's more around the timing of it as well but yeah it's just yeah it could have been a lot more subtle um, but you've also got uh, an article about Destiny 2 up on the website already, don't you, Brody? Uh, which one was that? Uh, like the preview of the beta or you, the one you played with the beta? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so you can check that out on the website and if you want to hear good things about, uh, presumably good things about Destiny. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's still, it's still <laughs> Destiny, but, uh, it's sort of, it refines what Destiny did well. And I think it's, uh, all, all the people that uh, didn't like Destiny usually had the same, gripe and that's what it had no story and it was like it, it felt relatively unfinished but uh it looks like they're doing their best to uh, amend that with this sequel it's going to be very heavy on story from what i can tell so you would you wouldn't advise against you know you'd, you'd advise against buying this controller just to make the experience complete then <laughs> whatever you do whether you play destiny or not do not buy this controller it is it is gross i'm that's, sorry activision it's gross some some harsh words there from our dear brody um 
hopefully Axe Division don't come after him and uh, you know try and shut him down. Yeah, we'll we'll probably never hear from them again. <laughs> so, gentlemen, with with uh, my title currently being upheld in what the wiki, it means that I am this week ineligible to play. Uh, would we like to give it a shot? I was wondering if you had prepared a what the wiki, but uh, I thought you. I've, yeah, I've prepared. I've prepared. Uh, I, I yeah. In in between talking about nothing and and stumbling my way through hosting this podcast, I've been trying to prepare something. So. Look at you. <laughs> so yeah, uh, well, if uh, for those of you playing at home, uh, what the wiki is uh, our weekly what we call it guessing game. Um, game game show style guessing game uh, <laughs> where we have we have uh, multiple contestants normally two uh, we list off uh, last week Jake switched it up and um, rather than uh, listing off a a game and getting the players to mention the title he listed off game characters uh, and got got me and Brody to list off which character it was so basically the idea of the game is uh you know without naming the title of the game the game's description is given to the players and the players have to guess what game we're talking about uh and as i'm in the lead and i'm hosting uh i'm ineligible to play so that means brody can catch up or seamus can plant his feet firmly in the ground and you know get a stranglehold on the game He's hoping. <laughs> so how how it works is uh, I will read off the description of a character and our two contestants here will shout their name and then hopefully give the correct answer. Brody, are you ready? I'm ready. Seamus, are you ready? I'm ready. And we say our own name, right? We you, don't just yes. shout out the answer. No, okay. we say, we say our, we, you say your own name. <laughs> I'll say your just name. Just double-checking, because I've done been, that before. There's been I've a lot of Brody's name, yeah. yeah. There's been a lot of controversy about in the, that in the past, so uh, I'm pretty sure it was started by me. Uh, so, so what are we doing? Are we doing keeping with Jake's uh, change-up, or are we going back to games? Yeah, I reckon I reckon we stay with Jake's. Ooh, so, characters. Yeah. Um, I, I, think it's, I think it's a little more unique, so... Tense, okay. Yeah. Okay, here we go. This character was a bike messenger who was delivering a package for someone to... Seamus. Sum- Cole from Infamous Series. Do you know the full name? Uh, Cole McGrath? Seamus? No. You uh, are correct. Cole- yes! <laughs> you paused for so long. <laughs> Wowee, that was quick. I've never even played Infamous. This is all going to be yeah, PlayStation thing. I'm at a serious disadvantage. <laughs> going to be playstation things calm down or it's going to be someone from splatoon <laughs> or one of the dream daddies <laughs> well I, I can only hope no that's that's a little unfair because then it's like, you know heavily skewed towards seamus and and i'm not that kind of person this is a conspiracy you want to hold your lead <laughs> uh okay let's let's get on to round two gentlemen uh are we ready yes yes this character has a variety of abilities that stand out relative to other characters in the particular series. This character's prehensile tongue can extend a considerable distance to grab distant objects or access otherwise out-of-reach areas. After grabbing these objects, it may swallow the object Brody? to produce... Yes? Damn it. Is it Yoshi? Brody? Yes. You are correct. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was. Currently, I was so confused for so long in that. We're, yeah, we're I was like, Kirby. <laughs> I had to. I had to actually go through to make sure I could find, you know, 
really difficult. I want I want you guys to guess. I want you guys to you know. Well, you're doing well. Really, you're doing very really well. Struggle to guess. So uh, I f- I actually failed to mention uh, at the start of the game. It is the first to two in this game. So currently our players are tied on one point each. Next point wins. Uh, the next point will, in fact, win the game and uh, get that little bit closer to clinching my lead. Uh, <laughs> That's not a euphemism, by the way. <laughs> Brody, I'm not dating you as your dad. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, are we ready? Yes. Yes. Well, I'm not. <laughs> uh, no, here we go. In the early games, this character's visual appearances were references to popular actors. He was given his own consistent design in the first game. Such design shows him as a brown-haired adult wearing a dark sneaking suit and a bandana. Brody? His appearance... Yes? Is it a solid snake? Oh, man. Brody? Yeah? You win this round of What the <laughs> Wiki! Very, very nice. Oh, boy. Ding, 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 ding. I had no ding. idea at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was based on uh, Kurt Russell out of that movie, wasn't he? Uh, I think, yeah, like a mix of Kurt Russell. Uh, I think on the original packaging of the Metal Gear game on the SNES, on the NES, uh, they mm. actually copied a picture of Michael Bean from The Terminator. Uh, right. As huh. well. So... Yeah, but he's he's had uh, you know several different sort of action movie influences. So for yeah, sure, but Brody, congratulations on winning what the wiki. Thank you. We are tied once again. Um, yeah, I, I actually don't know. Like someone's going to have to go back and listen to all. Yeah, the I- <laughs> my understanding is that we're we're probably tied three three now, and I think Stephen might be on one. I'll I'll take your word for it. Um, I take I like this very it, seriously. Yeah. I like to keep saying, <laughs> as as the reigning champion, I like to keep saying that I'm winning. So, you know, I'll, I'll take your word for it for now. That has been episode 109 of the Startcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting service, uh, Podcast One, Podbean, iTunes, uh, whatever else is out there, or even if you listen to us uh, through our site. Also, be sure to follow Press Start Australia, both through our website and our Facebook page and our Instagram and our Twitter for all your latest gaming news. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are PressStartAU. Uh, I've been your host, Matthew Zamari. I've stumbled my way poorly through this podcast. You've killed uh, it. You've done p- well. Please, please feel free for once to throw abuse at me through Twitter, <laughs> uh, at MVZamari, or follow me and my lovely pictures on Instagram, at MatthewVZ. And I've been joined by the wonderful Seamus... You can follow me on Twitter at Seamus Mullins. And I thoroughly enjoy your lovely pictures on Instagram, many of which are of your Japan trip, which are very nice. Yeah, I still haven't run out of photos of that, so... I've noticed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you have Instagram you want people to follow too, or is that it? No, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also been joined by the illustrious Brody. Yes, thank you. Uh, you can follow me on most things that are worth following me on at uh brody underscore dg are you on pinterest i'm not that's not worth Whoa, that's not that's worth, worth using that's that's <laughs> worth using do you have I a tumblr <laughs> i probably do have a tumblr somewhere but uh Ooh. but you won't find me at brody underscore dg 
that's disappointing. I was I wanted to look up all your uh, all your emo posts. Team Angst. All my emo posts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can go back and trace the the upset of when Cheese TV was cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that is all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us, and uh, happy gaming. Bye-bye. Bye.